Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Nicola Everett. Hello, hope you're okay. Thanks ever so much for downloading today's podcast on Wednesday, July the 28th. And thanks as well to Jamie for holding the fort for the past two days. First up today then, the man in charge of the RNLI has defended his crews for helping to rescue asylum seekers who've crossed the channel to Kent in often overcrowded dinghies. Some volunteers have been heckled while bringing people to safety. Well, Chief Exec Mark Dowie says the charity was doing the right thing by going to people's aid regardless of why they were in the water. They've released a video showing a rescue and crew members have also been speaking out. Okay, watch your hands. Watch Children first. No. Don't, Don't touch. Don't touch. No. No, no, no. People have drowned trying to make the crossing from France to England. And for the most part, their, their bodies wash up in France, in Belgium, in Norway. But if the RNLI wasn't active on this side of the channel rescuing many hundreds of people who've failed to make the crossing alone, then there would be bodies of those drowned people washing up on the beaches of the south of England. There's a few things I've seen that have really affected me. The first job I went to that involved a, a channel crossing, we rescued this little girl. She was five years old about the same size as my daughter and she was she was very scared and obviously exhausted very cold hungry she was wearing the same life jacket that my daughter wears when we go sailing together and i now can't look at my daughter in her life jacket without thinking about that little girl and being reminded every time we go to play with our boat for fun that another family just like ours very nearly lost their lives trying to make it to England. As a humanitarian, as a lifeboat coxswain, we're there to save lives at sea and to see people in such a distressed state can only but pull up their heartstrings. At the end of the day, we go out there uh, to save lives at sea. We do not judge what we're doing. We're there to save lives. We're there to help people in distress. And I think when you have witnessed that distress firsthand, it then makes you realise that you are doing the right thing. Have we had issues when we've brought these people ashore? Yes, we have. We've had some vile abuse thrown at us. Um, We've been accused of all sorts of things. I've personally had personal phone calls at the lifeboat station people telling me what they think of me by bringing migrants in. But at the end of the day, I'll just reiterate, we're here to save lives at sea. And all the time we're here, that's what we will carry on doing. More than 9,000 people have made the dangerous journey this year, despite the Home Office vowing to make the route unviable. You can also see the video footage of that rescue at kentonline.co.uk. Kent Online News. 
Other top stories today, and it's thought Operation Brock could be dismantled this week after being introduced as a precaution just over a week ago. Highways England put the barrier in place on the M20 between Ashford and Maidstone amid fears the summer holidays and easing of Covid restrictions could see more people wanting to travel to France. However, the country has remained on the amber travel list, so anyone going and then returning has to quarantine. While Ashford MP Damien Green says the contraflow system wasn't really needed in the first place. I don't think I'm acting in hindsight. It seemed to me pretty predictable that once we had quite strict quarantine regulations on travel to France, that there wouldn't be the normal uh, summer rush. Uh, So... I've said all along that the sooner it comes down, the better if if there's no need for it to be there. It's it's been one of those things that um, a bit of a taboo for the people of Asheville, for motorists in Kent, really. It's been a bit of a pain to have every time it comes back and forth. Everyone's like, oh, not again, those narrow lanes. Do you hope that we've seen the the back of it once and for all? Well, I I wouldn't predict that. I don't think we have seen the back of it once and for all. And yeah, there will be genuine emergencies. There will be points where... Uh, you know, the, it's impossible to get across the channel for whatever reason, weather, strikes in France, any of the things we've all come about. And one of the things I cling to is that Brock is better than Stack was. You don't close the whole motorway, put all the traffic onto Kent's other roads, which causes un- or caused untold chaos. So, you know, Brock is an irritation and I get very irritated both personally and on behalf of my constituents, if it's put on unnecessarily. But it's still better than closing the whole of the M20. A court's heard how a Kent woman fell asleep while driving and caused a head-on crash which killed her own mother. Janet Macy was travelling in Sussex when she drifted onto the wrong side of the road last February. The 65-year-old from Dr Hope's Road in Cranbrook has been given a suspended prison sentence. It's been revealed a man died of carbon monoxide poisoning in Hythe after falling asleep near a fireplace. 27-year-old Elliot Bourne from Sidcup stayed on his mum's sofa while visiting her back in May. He was found unresponsive the next day. A prisoner in a Sheppey jail has been charged with blackmail after allegedly hacking into a computer. A victim from the Merseyside area reported being asked to pay £3,000 to regain control of his files. And investigations linked the alleged offences to an inmate at Stamford Hill at East Church. The 39-year-old suspect is due to appear in court at a later date. Bouncers at a club in Canterbury have been accused of being ageist after refusing to let a group of women in for wearing open-toe shoes. This is the moment a doorman at the Cuban tells the group they wouldn't be allowed in for liability reasons as they could cut their toes on broken glass. Is it because it's just a rule? No toes, no broken toes. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 so yeah. nobody yeah. else will be allowed in? There's a lot of open bottles, okay. you know. So nobody else can go in. Every night we deal with six or seven women okay. cut their toes. Okay, and it's fine. always the same thing. Okay. So nobody else can go in. I thought we might have had But as the women aged 27, 32, 38 and 41 questioned the decision, a number of others wearing similar footwear were allowed in. They say it was due to their age and a number of teenagers and younger women were allowed into the venue. The Cuban have refused to comment. Kent Online reports. 
Now, with more of us likely to enjoy a staycation this summer, we're being urged to do our bit to help ease the burden on emergency services by downloading an app. What three words can provide your exact location with a special code so you can be found quicker during an emergency? Deborah Hargreaves from Tunbridge Wells slipped over while walking her dogs, fracturing her pelvis. A group of Year 11 schoolboys found her and used the app to share her location with paramedics. I'd gone out walking um, with the two dogs. Um, we <laughs> recently got this puppy. So um, we it was the first time actually I've been out with the two dogs on my own. Um, I rushed out, didn't think about what footwear I was putting on, had on a stupid pair of plimsolls. Um, and I was walking and put my foot up on a muddy bank to try and avoid um, a puddle. And then my foot just slipped, um, no grip at all. My leg just went back and under me and I fell um, really heavily on that side. Um, I knew I'd really hurt myself (laughs) to start with because it was so painful. So then this group of boys came along, um, year 11s from from, uh, Tunbridge Wells Boys Grammar. They were doing their their Duke of Edinburgh award. Um, So I I (laughs) shouted to them and asked them if they could help me. And and they came over, they were really good. They really took charge. Um, 15, 16 year olds, so quite young, but you know, very competent. And I was literally clutched hold of um, two of them just to stand upright because I could stand, but I just couldn't move. Um, So they were um, onto the emergency services and they used this What Three Words app um, to say where we were because we were in fields, um, not that close to any roads. And uh, then they had to talk to the emergency service and um, to um, look after the dogs. Yeah, of course. And do you think that the um, the app helped in getting the emergency services to you quicker, do you think? Yeah, because we weren't really, it was very hard to explain where we were. And I think that's the beauty of the app. And, I mean, I've downloaded it myself when I when I heard about your story. And it's a, it's a clever app. It's uh, really quite good. And I mean, they're talking about it to children in schools across the county. I suppose it's a good idea to encourage children as well to download it. Yeah, I think so, because I think, well, it doesn't hurt to have it there and it could actually um, be instrumental in saving your life. I really think that that helped for me. And obviously the boys have been told um, on the Duke of Edinburgh's training, they'd obviously had first aid training. And I think they'd been told there about um, using the app um, and they they kept me talking. You know, they were very good because I was sort of um, I was in so much pain. I was um in and out of consciousness. A Canterbury woman's been scammed out of £900 by someone pretending to be from the RSPCA and claiming to have found her missing cat. The 37-year-old received a call from a man who convinced her to pay a £5 fee before taking more money from her bank account. She's warning others not to fall victim. A new job centre is going to open in Canterbury to help deal with the higher demand caused by the pandemic. It'll be in the former curry store, which was previously going to be turned into a slug and Lettuce. Latest figures show unemployment across Kent is almost twice as high as it was before the first lockdown. 
Ricky Gervais is going to be performing in Tunbridge Wells this summer. He's doing two dates at the Assembly Hall next month. The Afterlife star played a series of warm-up shows at the same venue back in 2019. And loads of you have been reading about this. Plans for a new bowling alley at a former tourist attraction in Medway. Developers want to create it at the old Dickens World in Chatham Maritime, not far from the Odeon Cinema. Proposals also include a KFC, Costa and Casper's. Kent Online Sport. Shevon Clark's Kent Boxing Club say they're incredibly proud of him despite being beaten in the round of 16 on his Olympic debut in Tokyo. The 30-year-old heavyweight only took up the sport seriously about five years ago and previously worked as a lorry driver. Mickey Halath is from Gravesham Amateur Boxing Club and has been speaking to our colleagues at KMTV. Obviously, the result is very, very disappointing. Um, but yeah, to see uh, Chev get to the Olympics... Uh, from a little town, Gravesend, and uh, from uh, our local gym, which has been going for many, many years. It's, it's a very proud moment, and his achievements are unbelievable, really. And I don't think Gravesend has looked at it, and the general public has seen the amount of work and effort has gone into getting to where he's got to. Um, yeah, but we're very, very proud. And what are your memories of Shavon? Did you get much interaction with him at the club? I don't think there's anybody that trains any harder than he does. And... He's one of those genuine sort of really lovely blokes. You know, he makes the effort. You know, he comes makes an effort to come and, you know, we've got a great junior section now. You know, he was there helping us out. Um, you know, I made sure that we, you know, I asked people to get pictures of him. You know, it's an inspiration. You know, my daughter's boxing now. You know, she's 13. You know, in four years time, I said, well, why can't you be an Olympian? Why can't you be at the next Olympics? And why can't any kid from Gravesend rich or poor be at the olympics you know so this is the sort of thing that we're looking at um and using it as an inspiration for other kids to to do better and how good is it for the youngsters who are aspiring to be boxers and see him at the club and now obviously see him at the olympics i think if you can touch something and you can see it and it's real and it's not in the tv you know he you know we've got pictures yeah my daughter's got pictures with him and other kids have got pictures with him he's been there you know he's made an effort he knows how important it is. I mean, you know, he's done it on his own. He's done it with, with our coaches, with Lenny and Jason. Um, you know, he hasn't had, the, you know, the inspirational. You know, hopefully we can start having a little bit of a farm here, producing some good talent from, from Gravesend and from Kent. So... Uh, It'll be great. Football and fans were allowed back into Priestfield last night for Gillingham's pre-season friendly against championship side Millwall. The game finished one all with Carl Dempsey scoring for the Jills. They head to Lake Norient for another friendly on Saturday, a week before the new League One season gets underway. And finally, in cricket, Kent are in action in their latest one-day cup match. The Spitfires have lost their first two games so far and are taking on Lancashire at Beckenham. We'll have details of the result in bulletins on our sister radio station, KMFM tomorrow morning well that's all for today thanks ever so much for listening don't forget you can follow us on facebook twitter and instagram plus you can subscribe to the im news app that will give you access to all km group newspapers just head to subsaver.co.uk news you can trust this is the kent online podcast